Hello everyone this is your friend Bhavna Verma welcoming you all to the podcast let's learn unlearn and relearn english my dear friends i'm back with another f- set of five phrases uh, to make a conversation an effective conversation in continuation to the segment that i've started but what is exactly is communication what is conversation is it only about words always my dear friends it's more than just words conversation is also about body language listen attentively and smile often nod your head and just look interested it's more than just words So let's get started for today. The first phrase that I'm going to talk about is can you cover for me? This is 21st phrase in the sequence. Can you cover for me? It means you're asking the other person to hide the evidence against your wrongdoing or to do the work that someone else usually does. There are two different situations. one is covering or hiding your mistake or the evidence against your wrongdoing for example who oh, i broke the glass momento that he received on sports day can you please cover for me this is also used in a situation like as i said uh, to do the work that someone else usually does for example if you are on leave for a few days from your job and you can request your colleague to cover up for you example hey john i'll be on leave for a week can you please cover for me this is also used in a situation where we are actually covering up something for example as the house being abandoned the furniture was covered with a white cloth or his work as a civil servant was a cover for his activities as a spy or her overconfident attitude was a cover for her nervousness another one is i would better be going i would better be going that means you are expressing the need to depart for example My mom is waiting for me. I'd better be going. Or well, we had better be going. It was lovely to see you as always. I'd better be going before I miss the train. So, I'd better be going is an expression that is uh, said when one is about to or needs to leave. The next phrase for today and 23rd in the sequence is come again. It means you are asking for the repetition of what the other person has just said. So when you say come again, that means repeat that again, please. 
I had to ask him to come again because he started to speak very softly suddenly the waiter could not understand what i was saying and kept repeating come again every time i named a dish to be ordered or i asked her to come again because she is a lovely girl and i'm able to have some great conversation with her The next phrase that I'm going to talk about is never mind. Never mind. Never mind is a polite version of saying don't worry I'll take care of it myself. Never mind is used to tell someone to disregard a manner. This is primarily used by a speaker that has said something unimportant and does not want to repeat themselves or explain what they had said previously it can also be used to show a change in a speaker's mindset for example never mind i shouldn't have a cupcake i need to stick to my diet or never mind what i just said it is irrelevant never mind can also be used as another way to say not to mention or certainly not for example I can't imagine going out for shopping on Dashara Eve. Never mind to stay back home. The phrase that can be used in place of never mind is don't bother. Don't bother. Like how I used never mind in previous sentences that never mind I shouldn't have a cupcake. I need to stick to my diet. If you replace that with the word or the phrase don't bother that also makes sense don't bother i shouldn't have a cupcake i need to stick to my diet another phrase that can be used in place of never mind is don't worry don't worry never mind what i just said it is irrelevant So here we are going to substitute don't worry in place of never mind. Don't worry about what I just said. It is irrelevant. The third phrase that can be used in place of never mind is not to mention. Not to mention. For example, I can't imagine going out for shopping on Dashara Eve. never mind to stay back home now i'm going to substitute this with not to mention i can't imagine going out for shopping on dashara eve not to mention to stay back home It is also used in a situation where you asked your friend for a help with the homework or some work and you could not do it because you are busy so they say never mind i'll ask somebody else The last phrase for today and 25th in the sequence is how does that sound how does that sound 
This is the way of asking about an idea. If you like the idea or you don't like the idea. For example, if your friend says, I'm planning the vacation to Rishikesh for river rafting this time. How does that sound? And in return, you could say, that sounds great. That means you are appreciating that idea. Or, I've started a podcast to overcome my fear to address the crowd. How does that sound? Do let me know guys. It's time for the idiom of the day. And today's idiom is to burn your bridges. To burn your bridges. This is the act of unpleasantly and permanently ending a relationship with another person or an organization like a company you would work for. It's always not a good idea to burn your bridges. Or there have been many a times when I wanted to burn bridges but I haven't and quite a few times actually it has been a benefit afterwards as a result of my not burning the bridges. Not ending any relationship unpleasantly and permanently. For example, I'm so glad that I didn't burn my bridges with my old boss because he's just offered me an amazing new job in her new company. In British English, you can also say burn your boats. For example, once you've signed the documents, you'll have burned your boats and will have to go ahead with sale. I think you've really burned your boats when you have announced that you were quitting and proceeded to insult your boss in front of the whole staff. Or, China has taken the wise decision of not burning its bridges with India by withdrawing its troops from eastern Ladakh. The first major metamorphical use of this term was seen in popular culture in the 1947 novel by name Point of No Return by John P. Marquand. It inspired a 1951 Broadway play of the same name by Paul Osborne. The novel and play both concerned a pivotal period in the life of a New York City banker. In the course of the story, the character faces two points of no return realities. Number one, that his quest for a big promotion will mean either a triumph or a dead end to his career. And second, that he can never go back to the small town life that he abandoned as a young man. The smart word of the day is flummox. Flummox. F-L-U-M-M-O-X. Flummox. This means to confuse someone so much that they forget what to do. Now, confused tends to be an overused word. So instead of that, why don't you use flummox? The boy looked 
completely flummoxed when teacher asked him a question. The dog was flummoxed looking at his own reflection in the mirror. Or the tourist was flummoxed by the different customs he encountered while traveling. Or in an interview when she was asked why should we hire you she looked completely flummoxed. The maid was flummoxed when she got commanded by so many people at a time in a house that she forgot to take her salary. So next time if you get confused for any question for example in an examination then you can always say that because I haven't prepared very well for the exam I was flummoxed by some of the questions. The other words that you can use instead of flummoxed are bewildered, puzzled or perplexed. I repeat bewildered B-E-W-I-L-D-E-R-E-D bewildered, puzzled or perplexed. So with all that being said, that's all for today and this is Bhavna Verma signing off for today. Do take good care of yourselves and feel free to share your voice messages, may it be your feedbacks, may it be your queries, may it be your questions, may it be your suggestion for me to improvise. Thank you so much. Happy listening. Bye-bye.